0: The Notorious O.T.V. on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sesums, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, hey, man, if you're listening to the show, drop us a review. Give us a rating. One star to five star. It doesn't matter. Leave us a review. I'll probably read it here. I'm thinking about doing a giveaway. I, I took, okay, I went to the gas station on Easter Sunday and uh, I just happened to run into a really awesome chicken wearing a Cuban link chain and like a hoodie and, and stuff and got my taken pick- with him. I'm thinking about maybe uh, if you review, I'll put you in a drawing to uh, get a signed 8 by 10 glossy of me and 46 Sanders, the chicken rapper. That's right. You can even check him out on Spotify. He's got songs out there. This chicken spits bars. <laughs> All right, that's enough pandering. Welcome to the show. It's uh, Thursday. Uh, which means it's too late for Bankroll Builder Wednesday. So it's Bankroll Builder Wednesday on a Thursday is what we're calling it. And joining me, I have with me the prince of BBWs. When me and this gentleman come together, we become handicapping salt and pepper. Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper. <laughs> we all know I'm the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Barry Spears. What's up, man?
1: Nothing much. I, I, I think that, that Michelangelo, the crying, Michael Jordan just makes me laugh every time. It doesn't even matter what kind of mood I'm in. Not that I'm ever in a bad mood, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're funny. never in a bad mood and you never take a day off from pumping out just like Louvre quality. Michael crying, Michael Jordan, you know, Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it all fits, right?
1: It's gotta happen. Just as as I say on those tweets had
0: to be done, had to be done. Um, so, weather be crazy, um, as it turns out. Like, I had my thing with like tornadoes here. Mm. The Gulfstream folks, good thing we're not doing Gulfstream's Friday card on this uh edition of Bankroll Builder Wednesday because, um, Wash Out Gulfstream is underwater. <laughs> I think they canceled literally, Friday. yeah, literally. Friday and Saturday. It was insane. Uh, they got like two feet of rain in an hour, man.
1: Yeah, I got some some texts from people down there. Uh, you know, the barns are all flooded. It usually happens when when you get like a big rain event down there, the, the barns flood and the horses are standing in water and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's happened a couple of times over the past few years. Um, but usually they dry out. Obviously it's, 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 it's Florida. So, you know, it's, the, yeah. the water isn't going to last very long, but in the meantime, it's
0: just very inconvenient and untimely. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, I mean, we've pretty much seen all of the, uh, the Derby prep so far. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll have you on probably Derby Week, uh, if not during the the lead up to it. But uh, man, so far, do you have a horse that's just impressed you in a prep? Do you have a race that you think that you think of that's going to be a key? What do you think of the the Derby prep so far? Um, you know, it, it's real tough. This year's really tough
1: for me in general. I, I I think the lack of star power is is really what is is kind of stunning my my progress with, with kind of sifting through this field, because, you know, there, there are some horses that, you know, are, are well known, but there's nobody that's really stepped up and, and overwhelmed anybody in, in any of these races. And it's going to be tough because, you know, horses fall in and out of form. The three-year-olds, they don't really know how to run well, and they don't really, you know, they never really run a mile and a quarter anyway. So it, it's going to be a tough task. I don't, I don't think it's as easy as the ones that you see at the top of that uh, Derby points leaderboard. You know, I, I mean, Forte's definitely a nice horse, but you could see some things there, you know, with his style and his braking kind of slow could have some problems. Uh, same yes. thing, you know, with, with any of these horses, um, particularly, you know, the Pletcher's haven't, broken that well out of the gate yet so it's it's, right. it's hard it's tough
0: you know it's you kind of said something that i i was going to key in on with forte which is okay i think his florida derby win might have been the most impressive win of the derby prep season right like coming back coming from that far back getting the close, it looks really impressive but i really hate that run style in the kentucky derby
1: Right, it, it it doesn't win because, you know, unless the 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 race just falls apart um you know, Forte would have to be a little bit closer, you know, I would say at the top of the stretch than he has been usually. Right. Um I I guess the best example would be his uh juvenile win at uh at the Breeders' Cup last year. If he runs a trip like that, he'll be fine. But you know, obviously post positions come into play Yeah. Him breaking well, you right. know, maneuvering through the field. And that's always a problem. You know, ideally I know myself, just like everybody else would want a horse that's going to be devoid of traffic trouble or at least right. very minimal. And, and I'm not sure, I'm not positive that Forte is that guy. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get closer to the race and, Hopefully things will shake
0: themselves out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I doubt you know. it. I'll probably be still this confused on Derby Day, but here's to hoping.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm going to change my mind 10 times at minimum <laughs> between now and the first Saturday of May. At minimum 10 times, man.
1: Like it's- I, I will tell you one horse that, that actually caught my eye because of the things that I just talked about was Practical Move. I think he's run very fast and he kind of makes his own trip because he's versatile. He can be up closer to the pace. He can step off it a little bit, which I think is, is, is a good thing going into a race like this where, you know, there's a lot of question marks.
0: Yeah. I, I think you do have to, it very much helps. I mean, it helps in every single race to be a push button horse, of course, but very much, you know, being a push button horse helps in the Kentucky Derby uh, to, you know, be able because God, everyone has a plan until they get the push punch in the, the mouth. The punch in the mouth that is twenty-three-year-old horses breaking out of not not two gates anymore, one big ass gate, one long gate. <laughs> yeah, man. Like some somebody always gets just absolutely wiped out. I can't remember who it was a couple of years ago that just got body checked and just looked like Rocky had broken a rib, just huffing out there. Like oh, it's... it was that
1: horse, um
0: oh, Rocky World. Yes, got yes, just lamb got basted. It out of- <laughs> Uh, just, there was like another one the year before Usually, hungry, man like
1: it, it was the ones before, previously before the long gate it was the ones that were at the gap between the the auxiliary yeah. gate and the main gate
0: they they, they catch like all destroyed. the brine of everyone from 17 plus just like yeah, coming just in like coming in on them you're just sandwiched, sandwiched territory <laughs> uh we are gonna take a quick break here at the notorious O-TV. When we get back, we're not going to be talking sandwiches anymore. Wait, were we ever talking sandwiches? I'll be honest. I'm ADHD as hell, and I haven't had my medication for months now. Uh oh It sucks. It sucks, Barry. I am just – did you hear that? I swear I heard a squirrel. What are we doing here? What's even happening right now? I will be right back with more Notorious O.T.B. We're brought to you by Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They've got durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they've donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given off their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And make sure to check out our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 cash a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.V. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Let's get into it. Bankroll Builder Wednesday, Thursday edition. My back was smoked. Just absolutely. Smoked. I, even I had to type a name, type of message to Barry with my nose. That was like, hey, dude, my back is smoked. Can we postpone till tomorrow? He was like, that's cool. Thank you so much to Barry for, for being flexible. But it makes sense because you are the prince of, of BBWs. You're, I mean, you you've turned a profit a good couple times. I think the show is actually on a a heater. Yeah, I think we're on. A, we're going for a fourth straight bankroll builder Wednesday. Uh, that that tur- you know one of the people on the show has turned a profit. So and enough profit to cover the losses for the other person. So it works oh. out. Like you play all of our picks and you're profitable. So what is bankroll Dude. builder Wednesday slash thursday I think in this time uh if you're wondering mm-hmm. if you haven't been here before uh we're gonna be looking at keeneland's friday card that's april 14th 2023 the year of our lord and uh we're going to uh play any race on this card with any wager and you have a hundred dollar budget so you can play any race use any wager type just got to keep it within 100 uh so this is keeneland's keeneland's friday card the first post is going to be one o'clock eastern 12 o'clock god's time I think I'm kicking it off because I had the first play here, and we're skipping all the way to race three. What? Second. That's right. Just the first two were two maiden races. I I I decided to to I. There's money to be made in maiden races, but always not a like race. not at Keeneland, not at Keeneland. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, you know, I I decided to throw those out, and then I decided to also not make prognostications this far in advance for races that had like sixteen entries with also eligibles and everything like i don't know how that race is going to shape up by the time they actually go to the post after like a guaranteed four horses scratch out which four we don't fucking know so it's hard to it's really hard to like make a prediction in that race and say well but if this horse is in and this one drops out and give you like a choose your own adventure novel of a horse pick i'm not gonna do that to you are you kidding me (laughs) All right. Race three, six and a half furlongs, $50,000 allowance on the dirt. This looks actually like an extremely chilly pace with a ton of horses that, you know, without a ton of horses that really need the lead. And the one that looks like it needs the lead to me, honestly, kind of looked like cheap speed. I I hate. All right. I don't use that term. Inexpensive. Inexpensive inexpensive velocity. Um, And I found a big price that. I really like in this field that I'm I'm going to be wind betting that I think is going to sit right off of that inexpensive that inexpensive velocity. Uh, we've got the number seven. Blame it on Paris, twenty to one for Rudy, for uh, Rudy Brissette and Flavor Flav. Don't 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 believe the high. I guess it would be Flava Flav, wouldn't it? It wouldn't quite be Flava Flav in this situation, would it? Yeah, it's still Flav. All right, flavor flavor. All right, so you know, I think this horse is running against a bias, uh, last out at, at Turfway. Turfway is not a great early speed track, you don't see very many horses get out there and get loose or really just hold on on the front end. And uh, this one was within the length of the, the lead at the first call after going to you know 22 seconds in the opening quarter. I, I feel like that was just like throwing yourself into the meat grinder of a Turfway bias, and it's going to be sitting behind what I thought was cheap speed of number yeah. 10. Tell me when, nine to two, whose morning line doesn't really even make any fucking sense to me. What did you, did you take a look at this race? What did you, did did you think these horses are? Look, I
1: just couldn't make sense of it at all. And that's why I didn't kind of zero in on it because you have a horse like Margo in a bubble bath who ran an inexplicably good number last time, got claimed from someone who doesn't really train much and I don't know what to do with that horse, you know? And, and, and like you said, the, the 10 is like, what do you do with that one? You know, you could say a speed, um, is it going to carry? I don't know. I mean, you're getting the right rider, but this is definitely a good opportunity. I, I, you know, all things being said, this is definitely a good opportunity to play against horses that might be bet or favored.
0: I I'm just so this 10, tell me when for for Timothy Ham with Luis Sayas up. Like, okay, I get it. You get got Luis Sayas up. Including two stakes races and a maiden race. If you were to average out the last three races that was on the right surface on a fast track where the horse didn't have any trouble, the average speed, the horse's average speed was a 52 for Briz. Uh. And it's going up against horses that are in the seventies, like this horse is just slow. I don't understand nine to two. I don't know where that comes from. I know it was a big, bigger figure last out and the horse could improve, but like, well, I guess,
1: you know, you have to factor in that those last two races, this horse was, was in were two minor stake races. True. Um, has speed, which is a plus getting Louis size. So 92 doesn't sound that far fetched because this field isn't that great. Um, But I'm with you. I would side elsewhere.
0: Yeah. All right. So that was, for me, a $10 win. Number seven, blame it on Paris. Barry, you kicked it off race four, correct? Yes, I did. Let's hear it. What do you got cooking for us? So race four is a uh,
1: maiden claimer, $30,000, going a mile and 16th on the main track for three-year-olds and up. And I really didn't have too much of an opinion on this race.
0: By the way, I, I appreciate think. you uh, setting up the race for me since I was in dereliction of host duty there. That's just okay. com- I just completely got forgot you. to. Thank thank you're a, you're I an angel to. Barry. You're an <laughs> angel. <laughs> yeah, I thought this race was
1: was pretty interesting. Um although I didn't have much of an opinion other than I did not like the horses that will probably bet. Um namely coach Petro number 2 um kind of a closer type and I, I really don't want any part of that, especially in a a young, you know, horse race like this one where there's a bunch of three-year-olds, some with one start, uh, some with two or three. And I I'm not really too keen on horses coming from behind in, in races like this. And I'm going to stand on that and use three of these in a double, Uh, to connect with race five. So I'm going to use number one emergency response. That horse had one, one run at maiden special weight, dropping in class, uh, tomorrow, getting their top rider and all sorts of, uh, you know, changes. It's like a makeover package. It's a great, that, that looks
0: like a great bet back horse too.
1: Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't ready for that kind of competition. Probably didn't belong there anyway. Um, they're dropping him into a more realistic spot, getting blinkers, getting top rider. I think that one is going to run well. I use number three. He's an angel, although this horse has 10 starts with no wins. Um, has run pretty good in comparison to the rest of these horses. And I don't think that uh, it's too far-fetched for this horse to kind of run on in a race like this, and
0: especially with the experience. No one beats um, he's an angel 11 times in a row. That's right. And lives to and tell then, about it. Lastly, I'm going to use Hard Money
1: Muchachos, the nine. Um, kind of the same thing as the one dropping down in from Maiden Special Weight should be a huge advantage to, to, to horses in this race. So we're going to stick with that one who's run pretty good in the, in the past. Um, kind of clunking up. and And I use that one just in case this race falls apart and things heat up up front, which is certainly possible with these young
0: horses. So we'll, we'll throw that one in as a kind of a sanity play. I really like your, your use of the, uh, of the one there. Um, it's, it's a favorite angle of mine. These horses that finish dead last by like 20 plus links that had trouble when they broke, especially when I don't think there's any like real early speed in a race like this. one. I think this one just got a bad break. Otherwise it would have been on the lead and that's why it packed it up and quit. So, Really like that. So that was the the first half of your do- daily double. You took it into race five, which is a nine furlong. Oh, was it $110,000 one hundred ten thousand dollar <laughs> n one x on the top. yeah. That's not a typo. One hundred ten thousand is not a typo. I I just scramble all the zero <laughs> all the zeros together whenever I'm I'm looking at these things. Like I have to stop me. Like how many zero one two three banana four. All right. <laughs> How are you wrapping up this Daily Double in race five? All it's right. The marathon on the turf.
1: So we're going to go with who I think will be the odds on favorite in race five. Malimu. Um, this horse is coming out of three straight stakes tries, uh, two of which were very, very good. Um, gets our guy Flavor Flav. And I, I I think this one is just better than these horses. It's been keeping better company, running better, um, particularly the race on December 10th at Gulfstream to wait a while. Um, this horse just didn't break well at all, just kind of stood there and then ran on, finished second to a, a decent horse in Juniper Marshmallow, came back, ran against the uh, Cairo Consort, Alpha Bella, and those or that crew that just came back last week last weekend and, and, you know, kind of mixed it up over at, at, uh, Keeneland. Um, I, I just think this horse is better than what he's facing and we're going to go with Malimu
0: in the fifth. All right. So that is Barry's daily double. that started in race four wrapped up in the fifth. I gave you my win bet that started in race three. When we come back, I got more bullets in the gun for you starting in race six. We'll be back right back with more Notorious O.T.B. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. It's Bankroll Builder Wednesday on a Thursday. We're looking at the Keeneland Friday card. We've made some plays in races three, four, and five. It's my turn to make a play again in race six, and this time I'm getting into the daily double game with uh, with Barry. Hey,
1: hit me two times.
0: Two times.
1: Three times.
0: Well, I wasn't right. gonna go there, but I mean, I'm down with that too. So I let Dave, I let Dave do the heavy lifting for me there. He can say it; I, I won't. Uh, all right. So eight race six is eight and a half furlongs, hundred ten thousand dollar N one X allowance. This time it's on the dirt, and there's a chalky favorite here that I think could be a free square in this race, <laughs> and I'm gonna use that free square in the daily double into the turf stakes sprint. That's got a huge field where I think there uh, might be a couple prices available. So. I'm singling the five inventing at seven to five for Todd Pletcher. I I think this is another pretty slow looking pace. I think it's going to sit calmly behind the three who will be trying to walk the dog on the front end. It should be at the just game on at the top of the stretch between these two horses. If the pace is as slow as I envision, but I think inventing is the, uh, the superior horse here and just uh, stocks its prey, plays with its food a little bit and takes off with it at the, uh, at the top of the stretch. And so I'm singling that and stretching it into the five and a half furlong $250,000 limestone stakes, which is on the turf. And I'm using two horses that I think should settle off the pace and right behind a, a pretty hot one early uh, to wrap up this daily double. And there are two, two that I actually have kind of, I feel like the prices are a little bit of head scratchers here. Quite honestly, uh, the way I'm attacking this is I I'm, I'm taking both paths. I'm taking both lanes here. I'm taking the horse that's going to oh. be inside and the horse I think is going to be outside, coming from off the pace. And just kind of, it's a numbers game. Just how many, how many salmon are actually going to make it upstream? Hopefully, it's one of these two. Uh, we call the that number-
1: Mr. Magoo. That's the Mr. Magoo, the Roadhog. That from both sides. Roadhog.
0: Mag- <laughs> <laughs> Remember, <laughs> Mr. Magoo. <laughs> All right. Dude, they just, uh, they don't make cartoons like that anymore. Like someone, they would be canceled for making fun of, of the, the vision of, you know, old bald men with very thick glasses. Um, I'm going to go with something that rhymes with Mr. Magoo, the number two, my sweet affair at 10 to one, uh, main winner last out at a Gulfstream for George Weaver should be fresh for this. And, uh, Weaver puts, I rat up. I mean, it's going to be saving on the ground, on the rail, I don't think it's going to have much trouble making that path after the one sassy nature sends from the rail inside of it. It's just going to tuck in behind, sit back, and rate. Uh, Irad will care, even though it's a Friday, because it's a stakes race. So that's always an upside. Uh, I'm using that one, and I'm using the 11, Lady Hollywood, at 15 to 1. Okay. This feels like a gigantic head-scratcher of a price. Because this is a Wesley Ward horse trained, you know, trained by Wesley Ward, has Johnny V up, First off of a big layoff and ran some really strong races in the UK before it shipped in for the BG, uh, BC Juvenile Turf. And where it was, you know, fifth after a show, you know, fifth or, sorry, 50. I can't speak today. I'm so tired. <clears throat> I'm so tired. Uh, you know, she was fifth after a slow break uh, in, in that race. And so, I, I mean, 15 to one for Westward, like there's no way this horse goes off at 15 to one. But I do think that there's still plenty of value in the Daily double.
1: Yeah, you know, and funny enough, in race seven is where I go for a $50 win bet. Ooh. And it is on number two.
0: My sweet affair. Yes, sir. Oh. And me, the reason being. Me and Mr. now you Mr. see, Spears. We got a thing going on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah.
1: um, <laughs> The reason being. Now, you see that Wesley Ward has the number three love reigns as well as number 15 or the 11 and mm. 15 to one um but you also see that irad has ridden that horse every start love reigns hey jumps jumps ship and goes to the two who is just a maiden breaker stepping up into a field of for a low-level stake 250k non-graded stake I mean, it's tough to to get around that horse, to me. A, because of the running style, I think this horse is going to be close up, but not on the lead. There's enough pace for this horse to be, you know, to, to run into. But I also think this horse is quick enough to be right in the mix, so it doesn't have to come from the clouds in order right. to, to to win this race. I, I just want this horse to get first run. And there's nobody in this sport better than irad than getting to that spot right he gets his horses to that spot and whether they win or not is on them he just has to get this horse to that spot at the top of the stretch he does that i don't
0: think we're gonna have a problem i hate irad so much i'll be honest i fucking hate her. i can't stand it <laughs> i hate irad uh but the thing is uh He's uh really good at this being a jockey thing, so I can't just like spike him <laughs> off tickets. Um, so you know it's uh, but it gives me I I like it when I'm on him and he loses because it just puts more just like fire in the hate belly for me to <laughs> to, to let loose next time I feel like he has wronged me. All right, what he, he he doesn't wrong many. He gets to the winner circle an awful lot. He does. Uh, so. My second play was a twenty-five dollar daily double starting in race six for fifty dollars total, five with two eleven. And our boy Barry had a fifty dollar win bet on the two. My sweet affair, ten to one. Put a little put a little star and maybe like a your best attempt at drawing a fire emoji and maybe like a shit emoji too. Because Ooh, like this want that. this tip is fire and the shit that me and you both like a horse to ten to oh, one. Oh, see, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. sense it's the fiery shit the hot snakes if you will um hot doo-doo as they say <laughs> on the on the street i can't remember what i was <laughs> watching the other day where they call they refer to diarrhea as the hot snakes and it cracked me up so much so much all right let's go race eight for my third play i've got a ten dollar daily double here starting in race eight hit,
1: hit it two times
0: I really don't like the morning line fave, Chi Town Ladies Run Style in racing. This is a six and a half hundred thousand dollar optional claimer on the dirt. She's such a deep closer, and that's so very hard to do at Keeneland. I like the second and third choice here that should be more forwardly placed uh, or have the outright read uh, lead here. So I started off using the number two travel column at four to one. I, I thought this is your likely leader and should be on the rail for the race. Paula Lobo drops this one out of the stakes company into an optional claimer with no tag. And I think that bodes pretty well. Uh, If this horse wins, it'll be Gates wire. And I think she's more than capable to do that job. And then I use the three, my destiny at three to one. Uh, This is the stalker in the field. I think the travel column and my destiny pull off with my destiny sitting chilly on travel columns, heels and could easily, you know, get the nose up at the wire uh there between the, the two. And so I, I'm avoiding the very widely drawn, very deeply closing uh, you know, Shy Town lady because it, it's just baked into my mind, hey Keeneland, avoid deep closers. <laughs> All
1: that's, right. that's a that's a good mantra. You know, especially when you're playing against favorites. Um it, it's just unbelievable
0: how many times those horses just fall short and they don't win. Right. Now I wrap this double up in race nine. I hope Barry's got something just really just sexy cooking for us here. He made the beast with three backs in this race. That's right, a trifecta. Barry Spears, trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Race nine, eight, eight furlongs, $600,000, Maker's Mark mile stakes. It's a grade one. It's on the turf. Is modern games a stone cold single here? No, says I. I'm with you. There's, there is an extreme pace scenario at play in this race. And there is a horse in here who is almost a system bet. And that's the number four, Emmanuel. manual for really? Yeah. See, but, I, I landed on that horse too, but
1: not in that for the same reasons. I, I, I gather.
0: I projected the speed. And I had just a manual, just a manual out there on the front. And so I really like Modern Games. Does Modern Games win this race seven times out of ten? Maybe. No. Yeah. I'd I I say no. I, I think the deal is that the horse is so talented, and it's possible that the horse come the bad pace scenario that I think Emmanuel is going to put it in. So I used Emmanuel, and I use Modern Games. I am the dirtiest of chalk-eating weasels. I just put a three to five in a daily double, but if modern games is going to win, the only way I'm going to get any value here is if that second or third choice wins that race before, and I'm able to double into it. Sure. So I'm chalk eating weaseling with that $10 daily double using the two and the three in race eight, and then the four Emmanuel and the seven modern games in race nine. Barry, I'm I'm just going to kick, but I'm kicking up my feet for those who can't see. Like I'm putting up my, my tootsies here just so I can. Cause like, I, I just never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I'd see the day that you would uncrack a trifecta on bankroll builder, Wednesday on a Thursday, Yeah,
1: man, you you gotta do what you gotta do in order to to get the value and and squeeze the profit out of it. So that's what we're going to do in, in race number nine. And I'm going to go with a, a $10 tri key part wheel. I guess. That's That's right. Dave three times. Um, so we're going to go with a manual on top and, and I'm, I'm with you, you know, about the speed thing, but that horse can also sit back a little if need be. So sure. if somebody out quicks them for whatever reason, this horse is still going to be prominent. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I like, I like the tactical speed, the versatility, um, plus the horse broke a track record at, at Tampa first time out this year. So, um, I think this horse is, uh, you know, has, has a lot of upside. Um, especially in a race like this, where Manual, uh, where Modern Games hasn't been out since November, could be a little bit vulnerable here, especially as a deep closer. So we're going to use that one for second. So we've got Manual on top, Modern Games flying for second, and then we're going to use two horses on the bottom: Cabo Spirit, the eight, and Number One. Speaking Scout to round I, out
0: the trifecta. I okay. I love. Love, 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 love how you put that together. I'm a big trifecta structure nerd. Like, that's my thing. I love structuring trifectas. <laughs> and I love it because, one, you're taking a stand. You're taking a stand in first place with the manual. Two, I think you have a, the, the pace pretty well mapped out if you have modern games running out of real estate trying to close into a manual late. Because that's the that's the way I see it happen, is, uh, you know, Modern Games, who's used to running a lot further, even though he's really good at a mile. Right, The
1: mile doesn't seem like that's, that's his wheelhouse. I mean, right. he could probably win against, you know, the right crew of horses, including this crew, but I'm going to take a shot against him. I, I mean, he's going to be odds on. He's probably going to be, you know, close to one to two in this spot. Yeah. And that just means more value on Emmanuel who isn't, you know, obviously he isn't based in Europe. So, you know, that, that automatically inflates his price, of, you know, in
0: this race. And what I also like about this is that you stuck it to two horses in third and up to the base. But if someone is playing that at home, they can literally play Emmanuel in first, Modern Games in second, keep it at a 10 cent or a 50 cent base, and then throw all. And third. You know, it's you're you're slamming your opinion. And like you, you even if you know the amateur player who doesn't want to necessarily play like a a twenty dollar total trifecta, they can get out of there for like, I don't know, like ten bucks, maybe. Or no, hold on, there are ten horses, they can get out there for five bucks with the with that bet and still have every single person, every single horse in third.
1: And See, they're the, just the, right about the first two. The thing is, is when you have an odds on horse that is going to be like modern games you know you have to make decisions in order to try to create value with those kind of horses whether it's using them on top with long shots underneath or using them underneath with long shots on top and you know you kind of have to pick your poison and go with it because they're going to be odds on and they're going to screw up the whole thing if you don't play it the right way and it'll just deflate your whole value and you know, you, you definitely don't want to do that. So you got to have to take a shot here. And, and I think Emmanuel can do it. And and uh, if we can get a little cooperation with those horses, speaking Scout and uh, Cabo Spirit, just kind of running up for third because they're closers also. Um, I think we've got a good shot here.
0: I uh, Something I really like to do when you have a chalky favorite, light like modern games that you think is beatable, is to key them in second, like Barry's doing, and literally just like make a big chalk sandwich in first and third but it's like if i i want something chaotic to happen if something chaotic happens that i'm just absolutely covered with like the horse keyed in second then then uh you know bookends of prices around it it's worked out for me Like i want to say like midnight bisu a couple years ago at uh at saratoga i was like i think you get so much value if you just key this horse and and second the trifecta and something happened and it ended up right second, and like one at one to five or something well, that's the
1: thing is, is, you know, when you beat odds on horses like that, the the prices get inflated by so much yeah. because they just crush it, especially at Keelan. They just crush favorites, you know, oh, you, yeah. you know, and I know there's a lot of people that, that are just waiting to bet on this horse at one to two, which I am not one of them um, yeah. because he has a win. you know, the, he, you know, the, the, the appearance looks a lot better than what I think might happen. You know his past performances; he looks like he can't lose. Right, right. You know, but if you but look at
0: the pace, he very much could.
1: Exactly. The the devil's in the details, and and if you dig into this, not saying that he's not the goods. I mean, he he could just bury this field. But where's the value in that? You know, I mean, unless you just don't like Emmanuel at all, or you don't yeah. like Dr. Zemp at all, then maybe you could do some things here, but. The chances are that one of those three horses are not going to be in the mix in, let's
0: say, the super is is probably a little far-fetched. You know, the last time I tried to beat Modern Games uh, was during the Woodbine Mile, and Charlie yeah. Appleby had another horse going at Aqueduct the same day, and the races were like five minutes apart, and I tried to beat – both of them within a five minute span. And it was like, all right, this race is over. I just got crushed by Charlie Appleby. Let's flip it over to Aqueduct and fuck my life. Dang. It was a wrap. Like I just got like thoroughly spanked by Charlie Appleby. Had a lot of respect for modern games going into the Breeders' Cup after getting just my ass handed to me twice in a row in five minutes by Char- Charlie Appleby, uh, you know, a couple months ahead of time.
1: You know what's right. funny about this race too, about that uh, ninth race tomorrow is uh, in love shows a win at Arlington Park, July twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one, and I don't see too many Arlington Parks <laughs> in yeah. past performances these days. You know we're we're two years
0: removed from it, but every, uh, every time I, I say the words Arlington Park, I'm afraid that Josh Rodriguez, aka Cherry, Drink, cherry uh, Drank, Cherry Drank. Is going to be, it's just like poking around a corner, ready, ready to just like get on his soapbox. <laughs> you soap rang? you <laughs> rang? You <laughs> talked about my greatest disappointment? Well, here I am. All right, let me uh, go ahead. I'm going to give my plays one more time. Barry will give his. Let's see. I started off in race three. I had a $10 win bet on the seven, blaming on Paris 20 to one for Rudy Brissett and Flava Flav. Uh Race six, I cracked off a daily double, $25. Singling the five, inventing for Todd Pletcher in the first leg and the second leg, using the two, My Sweet Affair, who Barry was also very high on at 10 to 1, and the 11, Lady Hollywood at 15 to 1 for a $50 play. And then I finished it off. My third play was a $10 daily double. The two, three in race eight, Travel Column and My Destiny, along in race nine with the four, Emmanuel and the seven, Modern Games. Barry, what all did you have? All right, so we're
1: going to go with the $10 daily double in race four with the one emergency response, three, he's an angel, he's a angel, and nine hard money muchachos into the fifth race singling number 10, Malimu. In race number eight? No. No, seven. Sorry. Uh, Race seven. We're going to go with a $50 win bet on number two, My Sweet Affair. I read to the hoop. And then we're going to go race nine with a $10 tri-key part wheel. The four Emmanuel, with number seven, Modern Games, with number one, Speaking Scout, and number eight, Cabo Spirit for third.
0: So, Barry, I, I always see you around on the, the live streams and the YouTubes. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you bad shit. Well,
1: they're right, because I, I, I went crazy a long time ago. <laughs>
0: you want to tell the folks what you got going on?
1: Uh, Not much. I'm kind of laying low, doing a little lay low dance until the derby. But, you know, I'll be popping up here and there. Uh, we mm-hmm. do our podcast to go into circles podcast every monday big monday show um
0: but you know me i'll be around yeah man he's always around he's always got a weepy michael jeffrey jordan <laughs> loaded up in adobe ready to go that's gonna do it for us here at the notorious o brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network remember give us a like give us a rate give us a review and always subscribe thanks a lot we will catch you next time Bye.